Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today we're going to speak a little bit about this idea of passion. Or no one, no one wants to live a passionless life, right? We want to dream and we want to live lives where the alarm clock doesn't wake us up, passion does. We love those stories of like motivational speakers who tell you like, live your life on passion. We don't just want to do a job, we want to invest our lives into something that has meaning and significance. The problem is even when we have that thing, even when we have that passion, it's not easy for that passion, that fire to keep going. Often what happens is we find a life that has passion slowly dwindles and the fire goes out. What was once your passion has now become mundane and ordinary. And so today, all I'm going to be talking about is how do we keep the fire burning? How do you and I live in a place where the fire doesn't go out? And so today's title is Keeping the Fire Burning. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. And for those of you who tune in each and every single week, thanks again for coming back as far as possible. We release this every Tuesday. And the point of the podcast is for us to grab a cup of coffee or tea. Perhaps you can listen to this on your way to work or dropping the kids off, perhaps waiting for the kids at a sports event or even at the gym. And let's spend 10, 15 minutes together speaking about something from the Bible, something from scripture that may help us become more like Jesus or reflect him more to our world. And so if you have not yet done so, please subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you are on. Perhaps you can share it, and let's dive into today's session. I want to unpack a passage from the book of Leviticus, uh, chapter 6, verse 8 to 13, and it speaks about the idea of keeping fire going. So let's dive in. Verse 8, the Lord said to Moses, saying, command Aaron and his sons, saying, this is, how, this is the law of the burnt offering, the burnt Offering shall be on the hearth, on the altar, all night until the morning. And the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. And the priest shall put on his linen garments and put his linen, linen undergarments on his body. And he shall take up the ashes to which the fire has reduced the burnt offering on the altar and put them beside the altar. Then he shall take off his garments, put on other garments and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not go out. The priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and he shall arrange the burnt offering on it, and shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. Verse 13, fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually. It shall not go out. In this passage, we see that the priest's mandate was to keep the fire burning. And before I get into the how, can I just encourage all of us that as Peter mentions, as he defines us, we are a royal priesthood of God. And so we are the ones who need to keep an eye on our fire. We are the ones who need to keep our fires burning. We need to be aware and conscious of our passion levels. Uh, and when we, see, when we begin to see them decline, we need to do something. This is not the responsibility of someone else. You can't blame someone else for your lack of passion. I am and you are responsible for our passion levels. While it is our responsibility, God doesn't want us simply to figure this out on our own. He doesn't, ask, he doesn't just say, keep your fire burning and then move on to the next idea. He actually gives us three major clues in this passage on how to keep the fire burning. And so number one, it says we need to wear the right clothes. The first thing God tells us in the scripture is that we need to wear the right things. We see that God was very specific about what the priests wore and when and where they could wear those things. And this is not a comment on what you can wear or can't wear when you come into church. This is not a legalistic thing in terms of our context, what we're talking about now. What this is very simply saying is, is God is saying what is covering you and, and how that matters. And so can I ask you, what is covering you right now? What have you chosen 
to wear or to place yourself under. What we choose to put on matters because it's going to influence our passion levels. This is true, and, I, and I've gone through this. If we allow weariness and tiredness to define us, we will find it very difficult to keep motivated. That's a very. That, I was in that place. I used to wake up in the morning and feel tired and just say that over myself. I was like, wow, I'm so tired. If we allow stress and anxiety to cover us, we cannot keep being on fire. If we allow shame, guilt, and condemnation to fill our thoughts, it's very difficult to keep going. The problem is, is that these are easy things to wear. These are like those sweatpants or that, that, that really comfortable t-shirt you have at home. And they just they, they never seem to get thrown out regardless of how holy they become or tattered they are. Sometimes I can come home and before I know it, I've changed clothes without being conscious of it. And I'm into, I'm into my home clothes. I'm into my comfy clothes. And this is similar to everything we've just spoken. It's similar to stress, tiredness, all that stuff. We can end up wearing them because they're easy. They're comfortable. You don't have to work hard to, to feel tired. You don't have to work hard to, to feel stressed. They, they actually come really easily. However, again, we get to choose what we put on. I mentioned a little while ago, I was struggling with this. I would wake up every single morning, and before I'd had my first cup of coffee, before I'd spoken to anyone or woken up properly, I would kind of say to myself, yo, I'm so tired. How can I be so tired? I've just slept. How can... and, and I would begin to think about everything I had to do that day, and it would just make me more tired. I would think about the meetings I have or the preaching I had to do or the prep I had to get done, and it would just make me more and more tired. And before the day had even begun, I'd already covered myself with weariness and tiredness. And I had to consciously break that. I had to consciously choose to stop saying that I'm tired. I had to wake up in the morning. And for me, the best way to combat that idea of tiredness, the best way to combat putting on weariness was I began to do this. I began to say, thank you, God, for everything that's coming today. Thank you that I had a good night's sleep. Thank you that what's coming today is part of your divine destiny for me. Thank you that you've entrusted me with these meetings, these people, this preparation. I had to choose to wear gratitude instead of tiredness. Now, that worked for me. You might need to put on something different. But what we need to understand is that what you wear, what covers you, matters because it's going to influence your passion levels. Perhaps like me, you need to choose gratitude over tiredness. Perhaps for me, you need to choose. Perhaps you need to choose peace over stress. Perhaps you need to choose righteousness over guilt. Whatever it is, choose to put on something that Jesus is calling you to wear, not what you automatically put on. So, number one, what you're wearing matters. Number two, <clears throat> we read is the thing that we have to remove the ashes. The priests had to do this routinely. They had to empty the hearth of ashes from the previous day's fire, from the previous sacrifices' fire. Here in South Africa, we have a very important ritual called the braai. It is sacrosanct. It is a part of every South African culture and heritage. In other parts of the world, they call it a barbecue or whatever the case is. But essentially, it's when we start a fire, make a fire, and we cook meat over that fire. The worst thing, however, is to try to do a braai, try to make a fire on a fireplace that still has the ashes of the previous braai in it. And what can make it even worse is if it's rained in between those two briars and then you have gunky, nasty ashes. In order for the briar to go well, you need to remove the ashes of yesterday, remove the previous briar's leftovers, and get, get, get a clean slate. What are some of the ashes you may need to get rid of? What are the things that are making it hard for you to start a fire or keep the fire going? Ashes, very simply, are the leftovers of another fire. And so in this instant, ashes may represent disappointment, 
from the last time you stepped out with passion and it failed. It might represent unforgiveness towards someone or something that you may hold responsible for a past failure. You may look at them and go, you're the reason I'm tired. You're the reason I don't have passion anymore. It may be doubt or trauma or fear that what if you fail again? It may not even be negative. The ashes don't have to be negative. It may be something positive. We just spoke a little while ago about turning victories into burdens. Often the success of yesterday can be the ashes that make it difficult to be passionate today. You succeeded yesterday, so why try again today? Yesterday's victories can be the reason for today's laziness. Whatever the ashes are in your life, whatever the ashes are from yesterday's fire or last year's fire, remove them. So that today's fire, today's passion, today's zeal has every opportunity of burning bright. The best way to do this, if I can encourage you, is to make sure we take out our ashes routinely. Don't let them build up and build up and build up. Take out the ashes as often as possible. Keep short accounts. Practice forgiveness. Love people. Don't let failures define you. Keep up a, an idea of where your identity comes from in him, but don't let the ashes build up. And so our first two things in terms of staying passionate, number one, wear the right things. Number two, remove the ashes. And then lastly, number three, the priests were commanded to bring fuel for the fire every single day. Every day needs new wood to fuel the fire on the altar. This for me begs the question, what are we doing? What are you and I doing every day to keep the fire burning? What is your fuel? What are we doing consistently, day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, routinely? What are we doing to keep our passion up, our fire burning? This is true for your marriage, the passion in your marriage. What are you doing consistently? What do you do every day to keep the passion between the two of you burning? It may be sending loving messages to one another throughout the day. It may be date nights, gifts. It may just be looking after your body so that there is still that attraction between the two of you. What are you doing to keep the passion alive in your relationship with Jesus? Are you praying, reading his word, engaging with and serving with his body? Are you giving? Are you being obedient to his word? What are you doing to keep that passion alive? Each of us are different. And so what may be great fuel for me in my life may not do much for you. So as generally as possible, as general as I can make this, what are you passionate about and how can you routinely and consistently keep your fire burning? What is fuel for you, for your passion? It may be reading or listening to podcasts. It may be putting yourself into creative spaces. It may be going into nature. It may be engaging with people or getting alone with God. What is it that keeps your fire burning? One last thought on this though. Make sure you are adding the right fuel to the right fire. When you gossip about your spouse, you'll be adding fuel to a fire, but it, not, it might not be the one that, it, that is where you see your passion in your marriage. So make sure you're adding the right fuel to the right fire. So to close off today, what are you allowing to cover you? What ashes need to be removed? And what daily fuel do you need to bring to the fire? Your passion Man, we are responsible for the passion in our lives, for that fire in our hearts. And each of these three things is going to influence the fire, the passion you go into every day with. So can I encourage you, ask yourself this question, what am I, what, what am I covering myself with? What ashes need to be removed? And what fuel do I need to bring daily and consistently? My prayer for you today is that you would live a life of passion. Not superficial passion, but passion born of deep devotion to God. A passion where you cover yourself with the right things, you remove the wrong things, and you daily bring the right fuel to the fire. I pray that when people look at you, they see a life on fire for Jesus. 
a life passionate about the king and his kingdom. And you would go from this and you would influence others to live passionate lives. God bless you. Have an amazing week and we'll see you same time, same place next week.